Geek Shock. Geek Shock. My toy. I wanna be first. I'm telling. No whining, no whining. Friends all say no whining. Big girls and boys can share their toys, so please just stop with the whining. And then they have super cardioid mics, which oh, are... Oh, God, now you've done is it. That hooked you into my You're looking at them. The rabbit hole. We've gone down the rabbit hole. Does Welcome to Mic Talk, ladies is and that gentlemen, my where we talk not? about mics. Uh, no, definitely not hooked into your Fitbit. No. Is anybody Michael else Jackson? here erect? <laughs> Whoa. Fully. I Hello. can't the door fully erect. These are all the things you learn when you work on sound on a film. That track, track suit's mm. very soft. Especially when oh, you have yeah. to hold the boom mic for 10 to 15 minutes straight because the, the director guy. doesn't want to talk cut the about damn boom. Oh, shit. So Jeff's tearing it up. Jeff, he holds the boom boom mic. <laughs> boom boom, long time, Jeff. Jeff holds the boom boom. 15 minute, maybe, yeah. And what kind of film was that, huh? Uh, it was an Ow, independent film that guy. probably nobody has seen. Yes, of course. Yeah, because because oh, when you hold the boom, seen it. when you hold the boom mic, you have to have, hold both hands above your head so that there's no vibrations because the mic will pick up the vibrations. Yeah, so just you're like holding the Beach it Boys. up above your head. It's Typically, average film shot, setup, they only film for a couple of minutes. Yeah, and you you, our, you do our, like the little boop boop on the guy's head. Our director or was like. trying to be creative, and yeah. so he wanted the camera to keep rolling, and he ran for. Literally almost all the film in the mag at that time. And Which is I'm, about, what, 20 about, minutes? About 10 minutes, 10 minutes okay. for 16 millimeter. Well, at least the mag that we had loaded. It was about 10, 15 minutes. So I'm standing there, both arms over my head, holding the pole for the boom mic. Holding the pole. Very I could boom. start, it, yeah, it start feeling so my arms lower. start to shake. Yeah, and I'm really. like, oh, oh, yeah, we need to cut soon. Feel my legs start to shake. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, Jeff. Decimo. Decimo? Slower. Uh. Yeah. And, 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 hold, and holding the pole for the for the <laughs> yeah that's that's, that's his sex <laughs> holding the pole for the vibrations <laughs> you see man uh, poor Andy he Andy spent. just pillowed himself <laughs> <laughs> not drunk enough we, yet we just started and he spent welcome folks to Geek Shock number 512 I am Master Torgo 80's Jeff Commander K Fact Jack Dandy Maple Leaf Matt John Bean Hastings. Wait, wait, what? What's this? What's this uh, noise I, I just heard I, in my I, headphones? I thought you were Thomas Bailey. Not Thomas Bailey. Not Thomas. You oh. brought the wrong guy. Oh damn it. shit! God damn it! It's again Meanwhile, your Thomas fault. Thomas Bailey Andy. is standing on a nighttime street corner, looking at his watch. Where <laughs> like, the fuck is Andy? Andy? <laughs> <laughs> John, great to have you. Well, thank you. Great to be here. We had a wonderful live show this last weekend. I want to thank everybody who turned out, which was quite a few. Yeah, I, was I was very there. impressed Beautiful. by. Good turnout. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Lots of what? good people showed up. The guy in the front row and the guy in the back row and <laughs> the guy at the door and some guy wait, came wait, through the door. Everyone, everyone the knows you weren't row. there. I, I was there. No, you weren't. He wasn't even there in spirit. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm a ginger. I have no spirit. Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> Touche. And a big thank you to man. the Vegas Valley Comic Book Festival for having us once again. Yes. And uh, I think that's the best turnout we've had yeah. in that uh, event. It was so, very nice. Of course, we had to wrap it up real quick because the yes. double clicks were coming up. So right. I was not about to miss them. And then it was, what, another half hour after that that we, we had to wait for them? Yeah, you know, yeah. sound checks. Scheduling. Well, Gotta get all know. that stuff. No, I just meant, like, yeah, we thought we, they were on at 11, and they turned out they were on at 11.30. Um, I've always known they were 11.30. Check the damn schedule. I did check the wow. schedule. Wow. Well, I'm glad we wrapped at 10.40. You didn't remember it, obviously. 
Gareth's not. <laughs> Hold on, I got I got a question that everyone's wondering. How oh. was the parking? Uh, parking was ample. Yeah, yeah. If you actually wanted to park in the lot, everyone was trying to park on the street, which they were getting frustrated about. That was actually quite amusing. People trying to, right, to park on the street, park, <laughs> park in the business across the street from the library, and then the guy's like, "You can't park here." Matt, you know awesome. better. I know. It was pretty awesome to watch. The correct answer was ample. You opened that can of asphalt. <laughs> I flew too close to the sun on that one. I only yeah. had one small gripe about the oh, festival. No. Small oh. gripe. Very small. Uh-oh. Just one food truck. Yeah. yeah. Just there one were, food truck. It was smaller. I remember looking at all the tables and, 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 and going through. It and was small. We had a couple people drop out at the last minute. Um, there were some tables held for... Uh, uh, people who didn't use them, like the um, the uh, the Batman band, uh, had a table so they could sell their merch, and they didn't show up till like a half hour before they performed, and they never used the table. Oh, so a couple um, things like that yeah. that threw things off. No Jay and Miles. Uh, not this time. Yeah. yeah. At That's... one point, Andy ditched me and then returned with a cape. I did. <laughs> the capes were That's be- just Saturday. The yeah. capes were yeah. being worn so... by people. Assisting right. in the event. volunteering, yes. like yes. all good superheroes do, deserves a cape. Yeah, deserves a cape. All volunteers. Uh, but man, I, I, you know what? I wouldn't have missed it because I'm a huge fan of the Double Clicks. I, one of my favorite nerd groups out there. They were not, fun. If you're not familiar, they're uh, uh, two sisters doing a nerd folk. Yep. Uh, but they're, oof. They, if I could describe them, it would be. Kids music for adults. Yeah, okay. That's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Especially if you dive deeper into their albums, because yes, they have a lot of nerd songs about you know, Wonder Woman and Velociraptors and uh, Dematrodon, right. and but they also have a lot of music about being unhappy uh, people of unspecific gender. And that's there's songs about. Uh, insecurity about social anxiety that was yours right oh that was your song the, du- the double clicks are my internal monologue at all times so you want to know what my internal brand is like listen to a double clicks album you know it's really that explains funny a lot is when they're halfway through the social anxiety and like half the audience is left oh because they're all just like oh god I, they're right and i gotta get out of this place <laughs> all these fucking people around but I got to talk with them a little bit afterwards, and they're charming as... Invite them on the show? You, oh, no, no. She She thought she was already on our show. Oh. Laser did. Are you... <laughs> really? Yeah, she's like, was I on your podcast? I'm like, no. Damn it. You should have played along. I know, it. Todd. You did leave an impression, Improbate. though, because when I walked up earlier, she saw later, she saw the... Uh, the, the My Geek badge said Geek Shock. And she, oh, it's more people from the Geek Shock. <laughs> They, they complimented my uh, my Star Trek hoodie that I had on that day. As well, you should. Yeah, I had a Star Trek hood, next generation oh, hoodie on that okay. day. Did All you? Right. Did, you were there. None. Of, you, you didn't, didn't wear your Geek Shock shirts. Noticed, you? I only noticed. Only the you? Geek Shock shirt. We all wore Geek Shock shirts. Okay. All yes. Right. Even Pat spotted that and was very happy to see that we not only I wore didn't, the shirt. I didn't. I just but, painted Geek Shock on my chest. Nobody huh? noticed. Oh. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Thank you, John. <clears throat> Laser described to me as Tony Stark if Tony Stark knew he was in a comic book. Oh, neat! Which, wow, so you're so my Stark my, pool, Todd pool. Yeah, my head is uh, four inches taller than yeah. it was before. Really? So I was going to say wider, but sure, sure, <laughs> whiter. 
wider. It's, oh. hard, it's hard to get wider, people. This is pretty white. <laughs> yes, like <laughs> Tony Stark, any, but wider. If he was any wider, he'd be translucent. I accept that description. <laughs> I fully accept that. You're, you're maggot. What complexion? <laughs> hey, I'm right behind him. <laughs> any paler, I'm, I'd be translucent. Maggot as well. white complexion is correct for both of us, sir. Yeah. <laughs> any paler, you'd have to vote for Trump. Whoa, oh, that's geez. my cradle of filth uh, cover No, band. because I'm college educated. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I take All right. to that. Did we just went through this last week. Let's didn't, not, didn't let's you not see the demographic? that one guy. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure that guy. I'm sure it's that's more right. than one. I'm sure it is, too. No, there's only one left. Oh, is that what? That's right. That's right. Okay. So our audience knows us geek shock folk, but they don't know you, John. Tell us about yourself and what you're into. Oh, well, actually, uh, my, what we did geeky this week kind of flows into exactly who I am because this last week was Halloween which was my 22nd wedding anniversary where I was married dressed as a pirate Nice. so that'll give you sort of the geekiness that we go in that direction the <laughs> November 1st was my 26th anniversary of being a professional cartoonist and uh, Halloween also marked the end of our annual September Halloween Horror Fest at our house where we watch as many horror movies as possible oh, the best we uh, sort of saved them up all year and originally it was just October, but then we realized we were never going to get through enough horror movies in just October, and we expanded it one more month. Uh, <laughs> this year, we watched 111 movies. Damn. Oh, wow. Which uh, makes it about 1.8 movies a day. Wasn't it like 110 and, and three quarters? Oh, it was 111 and a half. I don't know. Because uh, usually we can get all the way through a movie, but I, we could not get through one of them. It was called Chillerama. The concept was great, which was that it was the last night of a drive-in theater, and they were going to show these four completely uh, unseen since originally shown movies that were all made up by different directors. <clears throat> the first one uh, was basically a giant monster movie, but it was a giant sperm. And then, they, yeah, it, and then they did a animatronic uh, actual <laughs> giant sperm that gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> Sounds better than it was. <laughs> the because second it, one I can't imagine. sounds yeah. amazing. Yes, the second one was uh, teenage gay werewolves. So it was a '60s sort of musical, but with the main guy becoming a werewolf and gay at the same time, and realizing both and having to deal with it. Like, like the analogy wasn't spot right. on to begin with. Yes, exactly. <laughs> having, um, having to come out of the closet twice on that one, I guess. <laughs> But it was all very juvenile to the point of not being fun, which yeah. was sad. It was boring instead of good. No. We didn't get to the Diary of Anne Frankenstein, which was the next no! one. Oh, <laughs> that's the one you needed to wait for. Uh, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't even remember what the last one is. But other than that, the, uh, the best one, a movie you have to see, it's on Shudder. It's called One Cut of the Dead, which is an amazing zombie movie. Uh, I believe it's Japanese. And the best part about it is that it is charming as all get out. It's not a phrase I usually use with a zombie movie. I love charming. But what the, the first 37 minutes, is, which is all I'm going to tell you about, is a one-shot zombie movie where they just have one camera and they go through the entire action and it is just one shot. Ugh. The rest of the movie then completely flips it on its head uh, and what happens, I'm not going to tell you because that's the charming part of it. So oh, okay. I will never see that movie because it's on Shutter streaming service. I, I'm going to get gonna, a free I'll week. Shutter <laughs> free week. You got me. Free and then I'll week. turn into Jeff. 
and, and, and watch, CBS they, All Access. They have codes out there that for like a whole free month. Yes, the yeah, AMC fun. was uh, yeah. touting them on uh, The Walking Dead. What are you guys like, meth dealers? <laughs> Come on, dealers, man. Like, <laughs> month. First month first is month free, free, man. This coming oh. from Comrade Matthew. That's right. <laughs> However, it didn't help us at the frigging uh, uh, trivia contest we went into. Oh, shoot. Uh, they didn't ask uh, any of those 111 movies. Well, no, that's, that that is incorrect. Oh. What happened is with the first six we watched were all of the Tremors movies. So they asked at one point how many Tremors movies are there, and I could not remember because they all blended together after a while. So I said there were five when I had blended two and three together into one long movie instead of actually knowing it was six. Well, that makes sense because two plus five. The trivia questions were so tough that even Jamie's team, which was playing against us. Uh, came in second, third? third. They came in third. third. They lost. The first people who came in were the per- people who put this <laughs> thing on. They were putting they were the prizes sponsors. into it. They yeah. were sponsors of it. And so they said, "Sponsors, well, won. we won't. We won't take the the gifts. You guys could. Uh, you can just move up. Whoever was second and third. And That's so, fair. Yeah, I'll accept that. And uh, so we came seventh out of eighth. Oh, oh, wow! The, the eighth. We the, did. We did beat the drunken drunk girl that came in late and sat at the bar by herself and played by herself. <laughs> <laughs> and only got five questions right. It was embarrassing. It uh, was not he, like the Disney one that we did last year, where we actually won. Yeah, but if you're pumping against Jamie's team, that's a, that's a hard. And it was a lot of slasher movie questions. Oh, that. yeah. There was a whole Halloween section. I did like the part where John changed reality, though. To, to so. Explain. Uh, so what? <laughs> this, I don't mind losing at all because at one point we were doing the audio portion of the thing where they'd play parts of soundtracks and say, okay, what soundtrack is this movie from? And I said, God damn it, they should, if they don't play Goblin next, I'm going to be very angry. Goblin does a lot of, they're a prog rock metal band from Italy that did a lot of uh, Dario Argento's movies and did the Dawn of the Dead theme. That's probably the most well-known. And so... Right after I said that, they played Goblin, the theme to Profundo Rosso, and said, which director is this? And I went, oh, and who, who plays this, and what movie is it from? Thank God he's only watching the game, controlling right. it. Yes. <laughs> there were a lot of questions that are like, what is the name of this character? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> what, is, what is the name? Who, who is uh, in, in what's, the, what's the one with Bette Miller? Hocus Pocus? Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus. In Hocus Pocus, who lights the black candle? I don't remember. Bette Miller? No. Yeah. Very specific names that you'd have to know the movie and then the character name. Right. And after watching... Through and through. A, yes. Through and, yeah. After watching 111 movies, I don't remember anybody's uh-huh. names. It's aside from Dr. Pretorius and... So remember, people, if you're going to do a horror movie, a trivia night, uh, don't watch horror movies. We did, we did like, bone up on some trivia you know, a couple hours before because we are stuck waiting for a... Package, you know, package FedEx. of FedEx. Um, and and it gave us the wrong answer. It was uh, what was that? How many people died during the making of The Exorcist? Yeah, and it was. They said five, but the trivia people said it was nine. Dun dun dun. <coughs> it's really funny because I looked that up, and I didn't realize that there are two questions. There's how many people died during the making of Exorcist, and how many characters died in The Exorcist. Okay, because so, uh, that, uh, that was going to be my question. I'm like, are they talking about yeah. during the production or in the actual yeah. film? Production. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so as a cartoonist, tell us some of the things you've done. Uh, several comic books. Uh, Smith Brown Jones' Alien Accountant, which is a goofy little tale of about an alien who comes down and tries to blend in and find out if we're worthy or not to go on be part of the Galactic Central Hub Congress. And he runs into a... Uh, 
alien who wants to turn the planet into a theme park so aliens can come and laugh at us, basically. Um, Apropos. Yes. Uh, I worked on the comic strip Dilbert for five years, way before Scott Adams went insane. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was a super nice guy to work with. Uh, I was doing a lot of stuff with the Cartoon Art Museum. I was on the board of directors for a while. Um, I did some graphic design for them. One of the guys who worked at A&T&T with Scott came to me and said, uh, Scott's looking for somebody to do the lettering. Do you want to give it a try? you want to go meet him? And I said, sure. And I went over there, and he just gave me a pile of stuff, and I did them and take, took them back, and he went, yeah, this is great. So I did that for five years. Wow. And then when he let me go, uh, he could have put the lettering on the computer probably – the first after the first year because it's the mid 90s just as lettering on computer was starting to come about but he said uh he, he just he i think he really wanted to help a cartoonist who was up and coming have a steady income so that he could actually do the cartooning which let me do my books while i was working on those um when he let me go he gave me a five thousand dollar bonus just for you know to help me out and so every time he does something crazy and people start attacking him i'm like but he's a really nice guy <laughs> or was and now he is kind of dave sim looney eh, kind of crazy that, like that's that. a good description people yeah. change yeah. you know it's just yeah. part of life i think i think john is our first eisner nominated uh guest here i think so oh, too wow. yeah yes i was nominated for uh talent deserving wider recognition Ah. Uh, <laughs> really? Yes. That was a weird category. Did um, you lose somebody who'd been in the industry for like 30 years? I, I, <laughs> that would be – I'd be even more embarrassed for him if it was – it took him 30 years to get the more recognition. But it was uh, – oh, man, I can't remember his name now. Um, but he was working on Babylon 5 as an artistic person for that doing – Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Mm. We're doing spaceships and stuff. I'll try and remember his name as we're going along. But it was uh, funny that I uh, did not win, and that was back in 1997. And it is true, I have not been worthy of wider recognition since then. (laughs) Is that because you know Andy, or is that in spite of the fact that you know Andy? See, Andy brings people, I mean. (laughs) The reason I know Andy is because when I started doing Smith-Brown-Jones, I went to Comic-Con in like 1988 for my first one. And I think 89 or 90, I couldn't go, so I sent my friend down with flyers. They used to have a big old table. <laughs> Andy's, Andy's currently exploding. exploding. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm telling this heartwarming story about Andy. He's having a sneezing fit. <laughs> As he's sneezing all over me. Like, go that way and down towards the ground, you fucking Neanderthal. Look at you. God. It's so much more fun live, people. <laughs> You're about to see a murder. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're about to see a murder. Thing. Anyway. Anyway. Murder, murder. So they had these tables. They would put out flyers, and I put one out saying I was looking for a writer because I didn't really trust my writing chops. I was okay at drawings, but I figured I couldn't do the writing. Um, and you saw and this bumbling idiot going well, down the same well. street. <laughs> My name's Andy. <laughs> I wasn't there, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, so wait, had what? I seen him, I might have seen it coming. But, uh, <laughs> okay, so it's no, your... you never see it coming with him <laughs> until you're wet with soda. <laughs> yeah, I said wet with soda oh, okay. or beer. No, no you, went you cut me you off. Say. The laughter cut me off. As oh, I oh yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> it is your fault. <laughs> Doodle doo doo doo. Um. Anyway, 
You of all people should know this, Matt. Oh, yes, I know. I'm boiling with rage right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he picked up a flyer, and uh, this is back in the day before the internet, so he actually wrote me a letter saying he... God, I did, didn't I? Yes. You right. ba- he basically said, I think you write well enough that you don't really need anybody to write with you, but if you do, I'd be happy to do it with you. And I went, well, I'll give it a try. Nice. And, nice uh, job of ass-kissing. Yeah, I wrote, yeah. My, I wrote myself out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote it and got nominated for an Eisner Award, and... Uh, then I met Andy probably two or three years later at Ape because uh, we oh, both yeah, have the Ape. same publisher, uh, Slave Labor Graphics. SLG. SLG now. Yeah. Yes, it's no can no longer call it. <laughs> it's a little politically incorrect to call it Slave S-word. Labor Graphics. Yeah. <laughs> we have to have a meeting about a name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I met him at uh, Ape, and then we've been friends ever since. Fantastic. I remember I the, story. the Smith Brown Jones. I remember when uh, you showed up at. Andy took you to Ralph's like a billion years ago. This was the first time Steve did his, uh, <clears throat> Professor Biggs did his uh, Jimmy Stewart for you. <laughs> but but you had you had these little, back when those antenna Yeah, antenna things, balls. Antenna There's balls. A, were, I have a character called Pops, who's a little round ball with eyes and a mouth. He's yeah. basically the, Pops stands for the Peripherally Operating Personality System. He's uh, Smith's sidekick and floats around and basically allows me to have conversations where it's not inner, mon- inner monologue like Spider-Man. Uh, now I'm going to have to kick his ass because I'm floating over here and I have to get over there. And it's, it doesn't make any sense. That anybody, that would be, ah, I'm going to die. You would <laughs> That would be the conversation you'd have inside your head, not a full paragraph. So Smith and him can talk to each other, and I make a little antenna balls out of them. I know, it's so cool. I was so looking forward to getting mine. Yeah, I, I still have some. Would you like one? 20 years later, that'd be cool. <laughs> I will see if I can find them. Do, do, they, I don't, nobody even does antenna balls anymore. I have an antenna ball in my car right now. Of course you do. Because they, they tend to, of course you do. <laughs> the wind's too high cause issues with your aerial. Oh yeah, it does go wang 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 That there's not too many antennas anymore. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. Little yeah. short stubby things. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I uh, story tape. Yeah. It's really <laughs> funny cuz they're they're good <laughs> for like so, You were going. I saw it. It was all wet <laughs> with soda and beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, cut you off. No, 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 no laughing, please. Yeah. Not until I've delivered the whole joke. Sure. All right, gentlemen. You know, it's, there's always a fear sure uh, when we do a show shortly after a live show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and the fear was even greater this time because I left early last week for a vehicular emergency and and left the show in your guys' hands. Yep. Yep. Great uh, show. Best show ever. Good job in figuring <laughs> out where Week and Geek started. That was wonderful. Mm. That uh, was your fault, Jeff. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> That was so awesome. Um, but, but you guys I, I would take full responsibility. You are taking full responsibility for it. It's your fault. <laughs> it's not my show. It's not it's a big fault. deal. It's fine. I'm just giving you shit. I know. The, Best uh, show ever, except for that part. But I usually try to leave some news left over so I can carry over for the next week in case it's sure. a slow news week. So not only did you get through all the news, but we had to do some of the red light, green lights for the live show. You told me not to do the red light, green lights. I know. I know. Oh, okay. Uh, but I wasn't expecting you to get through all the news. Oh. You, you trudged forth. You were... Moving and grooving. Uh, that's what I do. So I was worried because the live show was a Does couple he? days ago. Uh-huh. There was no news left over, so I was left with what's happening this week. Oh, there's news this week. Oh, my God, there's news this week. Is there I news have, this week? I have five goddamn pages of news. Woohoo! And another five pages of green, red light, green lights. Wow. Oh. 
Yay! It's the winner. It's you. Wow. So so my worries uh, have been just. That's right. You you rip that up. I'll shut float <laughs> away. Float away. Uh, but first, uh, <laughs> what geeky things you do this week, John? Why? <laughs> 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 I just want to Kay say for the reassembling record, his for notes. the listeners at home, yes, he uh, just tore up his notes and yes. now he's putting them back together. Kay has started taking notes in the week for things that he's done, So, and I, I, I guess he assumed we weren't going to do this segment because of the news aspect? So After s- that introduction for all the news, yeah, it kind of sounded like we weren't doing anything else. <laughs> so, so he literally ripped up his notes. Several of us saw Terminator Dark Fate. Yes. Several. Several of you. Who, uh, the only seven. Who all saw? Uh, I saw it. Andy saw it. John saw, John saw it. it. Okay, you saw it. Okay, so it so everybody okay. but me. And, me and Matt and Matt. Okay, who never sees does anything. And me. So that's and not me. Really. So and gentlemen, me. Uh, tell me what you thought about the new Terminator movie. Third I liked best. It. Yeah. Third I liked best. It. I like that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they basically did it just like the Halloween movie last year. As they went, none of the other movies happened. We are going to go straight from Halloween to Halloween. I kind of dig this new trend yeah. of saying, you know, the movies that aren't so great, let's ignore those and just continue from where it was going. Yeah, that's sit it. over there. That's uh-huh. the secret. Just, just go into it with your own continuity. Comics and movies. I'm telling you right now, that's the wave of the future. That is a okay. I, I did like how it addressed the whole notion of at the end of Terminator Two. You know, they've they've essentially, you know, stopped Judgment Day. Yes. But does that necessarily change everything in the future? And, you know, when you change the past and create an alternate future, what's that alternate future going to be like? And that kind of touched on that. Well, yeah, they already addressed that in Endgame. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) It was very much like Mad Max Fury Road in that it just starts and keeps going for the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It it, doesn't let up. it, It does not. There is no waiting for the action. It just goes. <coughs> and the new Terminator is played by the guy that played Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider on yeah. Agents yep. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay. Gabriel Luna, right? Yes. I assume he does a good job. Yes. yes. Amazing. Okay. And the uh, enhanced human uh, was in the Junipero Sarah, no, San Junipero uh, episode of Black oh. Mirror. Oh, okay. So she was also, also on Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say that. Yeah. Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Yeah. And she's very good. And she's good. Phenomenal. Do you? I, I know that's kind of underperforming in the box office. Yeah. Uh, do you see this as a good jumping off point for more, or is this just a a capping of it should the, be the trilogy? No, it, it, it should it, be. <coughs> it should be a jumping off point. Um, I think that uh, it could actually be very good. I think. Well, it's projected to lose a hundred million, so don't even talk. About yeah, that. that's so it's well. Not, it's not don't forget. China. Well, that's some international China. international box office not going to save it. They're it saying it saved Pacific Rim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a beautiful movie. There's a theory that it's underperforming <laughs> so, okay. because people are burnt out on sequels, I which it, well, especially oh. when you do like a, an, a a bad sequel followed by an okay signal sequel, and then then you finally get a, a really good sequel like this one, but people are just you know. It's too bad. Or they're, only they're concerned about going in, spending their money on another sequel that they're going to walk out of the theater on. Oh. Or it's aimed at people our age, and people younger than us really don't give a shit. That, yeah, that they, too. they don't want to see old Arnie and old Linda Hamilton saving the universe. Which Although is, I really loved old Linda I Hamilton. I loved it. Linda yeah. was great. She, she was, was she great. She was amazing. And I love old Terminator. I'm one of the few people who enjoy Genesis, and I loved uh, Arnie's uh, character in that. And uh, this one, this one, it was it was great. 
the the de-aging technology was amazing. Yeah. That was just like, wow. And and who Arnie plays? I mean, I'm no, no spoiler, of not course. spoiler territory. Yes, but thank you. The Terminator that Arnie plays is a kind of a brilliant version of it. It's like, oh wow. Yeah, they, they take a lot of stuff from earlier things and kind of flip it on its head to just move it in a new direction. Yeah. And there's some fan service, of course, but it's fan service that makes sense in the plot. Yeah. It's not yeah. just like, hey, let's do this part right now so that everybody goes, hey, he said I'll be back. Cool. I would say uh, it's unfortunate that the um, the trailer revealed Arnie in the way it did. Yeah, it, it would be better if they'd revealed him just like if there's been oh, and Arnie's in it, you know, it just like it showed him turning towards the camera or something. Yeah, um, Cause, that's true because that's a nice little bit when he pops up as who he is. Yeah. Hmm. So, yep. Nice. Any other thoughts on Terminator? Uh, I enjoyed it. Sweet. Yeah. I, I yeah. and and I'm hoping to catch it this week. They were doing a lead-in, and you know, it's sad to see that it's underperforming. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think about salvation because uh, well, you need to find Jesus. The then. Wow. Okay. Good. In stereo, except it was two different radios. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Um, they almost don't even need the time travel thing because uh, they could just they could actually just pick it up and and go right into you know. The, the 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 whole w- robot war exterminate mankind just roll into that but hamilton was hamilton was it's good just, musical yeah so <laughs> what else you do this week guys i saw uh zombie land 2 zombie land 2 electric <laughs> boogaloo what'd you think another I, another one i really fun. enjoyed yeah um and it was it was fun that they you know it, it does take place 10 years after the first one Makes and, sense, and they, but I mean they, uh, they reference it. I mean, like there's there's a really funny little bit where one of the characters got this great idea about a, a service where strangers pick up other strangers and drive them around, and they're like, "That's insane! What do you want to get murdered?" Right. <laughs> Anything else to do this week, guys? Uh, I interesting. <laughs> I I read a New York Times piece written by Martin Scorsese in defense yeah. of his yeah. his comment. Uh, comments on superhero movies and uh, I found it interesting Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with his statements about what he defines as cinema but I disagree with him on that it doesn't apply to franchise movies or in specifics the Marvel (laughs) franchise you know one of the statements he says is there's really no stakes that there's really nobody's in jeopardy etc and i'm like ah. didn't we just lose three major characters in endgame number one couldn't you say um, the same thing about james bond movies yeah though? i mean the, you know the I'm stakes sure are there the same way about james bond movies but you know it's you know they didn't stop those from being made either did he? he he makes other comments on you know it's art and it makes you feel things etc and i'm like yeah the, the marvel movies specifically do this I mean, there's there's even some more quite civil touching war. Movies. Yeah, even more. I was thinking of civil war. Every time he made one of those comments about what is different from cinema than the yeah. Marvel movies, and right. I'm like, if you dude, civil war is all over this. If you aren't moved by "I Love You" three thousand, you are dead. I well, I mean, I I said it on the show here when when Thor sees his mom again, I turned into a blubbering idiot because I had just lost my mom and. 
what I wouldn't give. You were going to go somewhere with that. <laughs> well, what I wouldn't give to be able to have a conversation with her again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when Thor has that reaction... And he's turning into a blubbering idiot. I was right there with him in the and movie. Actually, and actually has a yeah. conversation, yeah. So, I Absolutely. mean, that's just one example that stuck out big in my head. And then also, you know, when when Spider-Man comes back and Stark runs right over and gives him the big hug and he's like, oh, I thought we weren't there. And then, then takes into the embrace. So, I mean, it, it's it moves you emotionally. They, they do. Not now. Granted, sure. I will say not all superhero films do that. But I think the best ones do. And especially when they're built over long-term character. Sure. While I respect his opinion about specifically how it applies to the Marvel films not being cinema, I disagree with it. I wonder um, if he's seen Joker yet. I don't know. It didn't. He didn't reference it in the article. It is just so damn funny. But that is so. Him. He, he's just all over that. I saw some article movie. saying that he wanted to direct that. For the past five years, but could not actually find the time to do so. And the really? second is like, yeah. I do agree with him to an extent that certain giant franchises do tend to push away or even smother smaller art films that maybe are brand new or have a new idea that they want to present. It does happen. I mean, it's it's out there, but at the same time. I don't think that specifically the Marvel films are those types. He uh, his his article also kind of uh, just his comments on franchise films kind of explains why he doesn't. You don't see a lot of Scorsese sequels. Yeah, because uh, he's he's coming across very one and done ish. Uh, Has he done any sequels? I you know what I can't think of any, but I'm I'm hedging my bets by phrasing it like hasn't done many. Because you know, at some point, some some asshole's gonna come along. But anyway, well, that's what we got yeah. the Cohen brothers for. They never Godfather, do the same right? movie. Yeah, yeah. That's Coppola. He did Godfather. That's Coppola. 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 Okay. That's Coppola. Francis yeah. Coppola. That was the funny thing about Coppola's comments when he when he joined the fray as well, because it was just like, and he was another one that did a whole big long interview to try to explain yeah. his comments. And sure, you can you can. I mean, <clears throat> I, I get a lot of what they're saying. But their their approach that none of that is in the superhero movies is you know like what Jeff is saying that's what that's what kind of sticks in my I'm crawl. way behind the loop. In what context did they make these comments? So Scorsese basically said that he he was asked, "Have you seen the Marvel movies?" Okay, and he responded, and he's like, "I tried I tried to watch them. They weren't for me. They weren't for me rather. But I also don't feel that they're cinema." Okay, like they're he could have just, just left cinema. it. Yeah, he yep. could have just said he could have stopped and said they're just not for me, mm-hmm. and I think the comment would have been fine. But now he's had to go on and explain right. why he said what he said, sure. and, uh, and I, I don't disagree with his his no, views I, on what cinema is. And to me, the Marvel movies are pretty much just rides. Yeah, with enough character development and enough emotionality to make them enjoyable beyond being just a ride. It's not like you go on a roller coaster and right. then you stop for the love story in the middle of it. Um, but then with his stuff, it's very specific to what he is doing. Sure. He has an artistic vision behind it. It's like Quentin Tarantino also has a very artistic vision of what he's going to create. They, they have two and a half to three hours to develop the whole story yeah. where Marvel has had 11 years to develop their story arc and develop out these characters to flesh them out. So. So speaking of weird cinema, um, Kay and I watched uh, 
What's the Dolomite? Dolomite. <laughs> my name is Dolomite. Or Dolomite Ooh. is my name. Dolomite's my, my name. name. Fantastic. Which is on Netflix, and it is amazing. I it keep is. hearing that. Um, it is. It, Eddie Murphy is back. Yeah. And unfortunately, I was leaving the cinema yesterday and saw that uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is doing Dr. Doolittle, so he's apparently filling in Eddie Murphy's uh, well, weird route where he started doing kids' movies. Well, they're doing Dr. Doolittle differently, though. They're yeah. doing it as kind of a period Dr. Piece. Doomlittle. <laughs> it's, it's, it's supposed to be in like, you know, 17 or 1800s. I think when period, it was, when it was written. Written. Yeah. period is, is actually a cool idea. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Dolomite is my name is amazing. It's got some <coughs> all star cast. It falls into the category of, of of movies about really good movies about the making of really bad movies that make you interested in the original. I tried to find Dolomite and failed and ended up watching a bad Jackie Chan movie. So it's kind of so like ever. Edward, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, all those movies were a part of that seventies black exploitation era. What, were they his? His the more so because he did, he couldn't actually get into yeah. that genre, yeah. and and just went well. I'm going to do it myself then, and, yeah. he, and then he, I'm going to make up my own character, yeah. and I'm going to you know epitomize Man. that character yeah. even in public. Wow, Andy, yeah. it's like they saw the movie, All right? <laughs> well, I, I I haven't seen the movie, but I know the nor have I. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you see, man, what he's saying is. Actually, one of the points they make uh, is that uh, he is, they call him the godfather of rap, apparently, which I didn't realize. But uh, because of the way he sort of spoke, sang, rhymed stuff while he was doing his talking, uh, a lot of rap people ended up embracing him and uh, they ended up sampling him and actually using him in some stuff later on. That's interesting. Yeah. It's in my queue. So it'll never get watched. <laughs> you should watch it. I, I plan to. You as a, a film guy should watch it. I have yes. several things in my Netflix yeah. queue that I really do plan on watching. Yeah, it it it's it's got heart and it talks about the heart of making those movies. Uh, apparently, Rudy Ray uh, Moore w- had a lot of heart for his people when he was making the movies and stuff like that. And yeah. it, was, it was it was that that was one of the things they kind of bring up. Wesley Snipes is hilarious. He he's just hilarious, and the supporting cast overall is very good. It's actually it it really really is it is very good. It is incredibly well made. It was really funny because Andy wanted to watch Dolomite because he's Andy, and he stumbles. He's like, "Well, I couldn't find Dolomite, but I got this Jackie Chan movie on, <laughs> and it's so old. <laughs> Chan is barely recognizable, and he's a villain." Ah. watched about an hour of it and I'm like well I'm tired I'm going to bed and Andy's like alright I'll see you tomorrow and then the following afternoon I'm like you know how are you doing blah 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 this and that and he goes yeah well I had to finish the Jackie Chan movie and I went you had to finish it I had to see what the MacGuffin was <laughs> The MacGuffin was stupid. <laughs> no it, yeah it I have to mention one thing uh oh I have never done anything geekier than what we did last night, which was we went over to Celestia and Rob's and we played DC Deck Building. Oh my yeah. goodness, you're one of them now. Yes, and uh, basically Andy played for me because uh, my eyesight is not perfect and could not see the cards directly, nor did I know what was going on most of the time. However, the reason I am mentioning this story, and I apologize right now, Andy. Oh boy. Um, oh, right. Yes. 
Um, about halfway through the game, we got some pizza, and I uh, had a big glass of refilled water right next to me, and Andy decided to play uh, Sinestro and just kind of barrel through and knock over the glass <laughs> all over the deck, just a deluge, and doubly funny because I was Aquaman, so... <laughs> Oh, Andy. So you I too. got to experience the spillage it was live a direct in a person. You too can play Andy the home game just by hanging out. <laughs> yeah, just by having Andy at your home. Would it be like a cup that has a timer on oh, it that randomly great. like pop, the bottom pops off and it spills Don't all spill over? spill the you? Andes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like, uh, oh, you know bit. what? That'd be great because like, occasionally when you pick up your cup, it the the bottom will boing and yep. oh I avoided an Andy and then occasionally you just don't get there in time. <laughs> Almost like But that's a, like the second deck you've uh, christened now. Well, they has a they bought two basic sets, so <laughs> knowing you anything, is, anything is ruined. <laughs> they, well they're they like, Yeah, fix. well Andy's over here sometimes, so let's get two of each. <laughs> and they had them all in little sleeves and he had to pull them out kind of surgeon style. <laughs> And get them out so, and then dry and the inside of the sleeves the as well. And he even gets past the sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are you are just who will a they send talent. against him now? Upper decks like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we seen everything. I want to see and upper deck sleeves with the Andy's seal of approval, and Andy's there <laughs> holding it up. If they were sealed, I wouldn't be able to get the water in. <laughs> exactly. Catwoman was the wettest one. Which oh, was hell. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave that right there. <laughs> she needs some of that Andy healing. Yeah. So what we're saying, companies, Andy is the ultimate play tester for any of your products. There you go. Send me your models. <laughs> oh my God. That that's great, John. That is great. I don't even want to talk about Halloween now. Yeah. Uh, just uh, uh, just want to bring up a couple YouTube channels. Okay. Uh, one uh, called DM It All. It's only been around for about a year, uh, but they have a really good history of Dungeons & Dragons as far as a, uh, a game aspects go. So they do a half hour on just the white box. Uh, the white box is the uh, one that they released immediately after Chainmail, so the original Dungeons & Dragons box. And they do a good job of laying out how the game works and where to find similar games in modern properties based off that. Uh, apparently, Wizards of the Coast allow people to create clones of this. They can't use the words Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but they dragons and dungeons. It's kind of along those lines. <laughs> they can't the use those words, but yeah, yeah. it's yeah. actually it's actually really funny because uh, most of the wording is uh, blah, you know, labyrinth lord. Uh, this uh, retro clone based on the world's greatest role playing game, <laughs> and that's what a lot of people will do. So you can play original D&D out there through these clones. Uh, but one thing I really enjoyed, they don't have many videos yet because they're wonderfully edited. They're, they're one of the ones where they just are using graphic after graphic over a great essay. Uh, and they do are doing full storytellings and how they worked gameplay-wise of old Gary Gygax modules. And they do a hour and a half on the entire... Uh, Temple of Elemental Evil uh, duology. So it's the Village of Hamlet, T1, and then T2, which came out, what, eight years later? Uh, Temple of Elemental Evil, in which they released as a big, thick, 128-page epic adventure. 
And it does a fantastic job of just laying it out from beginning to end. Temple of Elemental Evil was my favorite go-to as a DM when I was in high school. A lot of people started with that. Yeah, I love it. And I completely misran that game left and right. <laughs> oh, dear. But, but uh, my adventurers had a lot of fun going through it as just a dungeon delve. But it was great to see this laid out as how it should have been played properly in all the things the game does right and does wrong in adventure design. So if you want a really slick, well-edited uh, channel about Dungeons & Dragons history and their modules, uh, DM it all. It's a damn it all. It, it, it's interesting, too, because with Gygax and Arneson, you've got a bit of Stan Lee and his artists' controversy going on. And they stay away from the politics and arguing of that, but they actually try to address contributions as factually as possible. So it's actually a really nice giving you the story without giving you the drama yes. approach. Yeah, that's yeah, great channel. And uh, a channel you probably are familiar with, especially if you're a tabletop game fan in any way, uh, Board Game Geek presents uh, Tabletop. It's the four same people that play the board games. They put one out about every week, but it's a full playthrough. The first 25 minutes or so teaches you the board game, and then the rest of the sh show is them playing it. And so it's people you get to know over a course of, they've been doing it for, I think this How? is their eighth season, so eight years they've been doing is it. Is it Tabletop, the Will Wheaton one? Or no, no. It's, it's a different uh, one. Okay. Yeah. This. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not Tabletop. It's Game Night. Oh. Game Night! Exclamation point. Yeah, it's yeah. very important to put that on there. Uh, but what they've been doing lately is having some guests aboard, which have been really fun to watch. Uh, Tim Schaefer, the uh, uh, video game maker, the guy that created Psychonauts, um, uh, Grim Fandango, very, very story-based uh, adventure games, especially in the PC area era of the late 90s, early aughts. Uh, he's been making some appearances, as has uh, Deborah Ann Wool which you probably know from Daredevil. Oh, okay. The and True Daredevil. Blood. And True Blood, absolutely. So she's been on there a lot. Karen Page. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Page. We, we, we've seen her play the role play. We've seen her role play before. Yeah, she kind has of amazing. Her, yeah, she's she really relics and, uh, and rarities. And she's, she's really kind of exploding into the geek thing. It's really funny to listen to the critical role and uh, people and Felicia Day talk about it because when it was first exploding... They were like, "Would you like to? Uh, would you like to? You know, run something and do something?" And she was, uh, she was in the. I'd rather. I kind of want to just keep that personal to me. And now that so much of the uh, the literal stigma has been washed away, she's really been embracing it and appearing all over the place. And it's been, yeah, it's been totally awesome. So at this point, I called her a regular on game night. So oh, that's very cool. That's good. That's very cool. So check it out if you're into board games. And uh, yeah, we got news, so let's get to it. Let me let me throw in one quick one here. The Millennium Fandom. Nothing's quick oh, with you. Yeah, we went to the Millennium Fandom Bar for uh, Halloween. Uh, if you're not a member of the, if you're not a Facebook friends of the Millennium Fandom page, you should be if you like costumes at all, because Alex posted like 400 pictures of people in costumes. Nice. Including a ton of Vernon. Vernon's all over that damn thing. He, he felt he felt he needed to pose with everybody. Apparently, he couldn't keep his trap shut. No, he couldn't keep his trap shut. <laughs> That's Vernon, literally, because yeah. he had the Ghostbusters trap and it was oh, broken, oh, God, and he gotcha. couldn't get it to close. Yeah, 
And I'll be back in a few minutes. I have to go pick up my son who just flew in from Milwaukee where he was at the Pony Con. Boy, is our arm tired. All right. All right. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. The The good land. Good luck. This this week, uh, (laughs) exit stage uh, right from Andy. Playing the role of Good, if Andy's gone, I want to quickly mention I saw the second Halloween movie that John mentioned earlier, and I really enjoyed it. I didn't think it was much of a slasher movie, but more of a taut thriller, and it was really cool and really cool to see Jamie Lee Curtis in action. It's fantastic. As well as a few other people, so I definitely recommend it. But it's not full-blown slasher, which was kind of cool. And also, Watchmen has been really enjoyable, and I've been enjoying Watchmen. Oh, damn it. And so I can hardly wait to watch more of it. Okay, that's what I've done. No, god damn it. What? Now we got to stop and talk about Watchmen. Why? Uh, well, there's only been... I just the, wanted to get my bits in. Because the third episode is the one that dropped today, right? That's, yeah. There's a, okay. I've uh, only seen the first. I've seen the first two episodes. It's been a hell of a journey. It's definitely a David Lindelof joint. There's no doubt about it. As in you don't know what the fuck is going on? Yes. Yeah. yeah That's exactly. fine with me. That's my kind of favorite kind yeah, of show. David Lindelof uh, created Lost, if that uh, gives you any indicator. Yep. And it has that you discover the world as the show opens itself up to you. You discover the world as the writers of the show discover the world. (laughs) I I hate Legion. I love Legion. But David uh, Lynch directing X Men. It's I've been so impressed. The first episode I was a little like, okay, it's real esoteric. It's it's definitely not a uh, A to B to C kind of story. Uh, but by the end of the second episode, I was fully on board. Yeah, the, I liked the second ec- episode better because uh, the first one I was just like, um, "What's going on here?" Sure, and but, they really didn't give a whole lot of background in that first episode. So sure, but it's—I don't think that you like the second episode, at least as far as my experience goes. I like the second episode better based on what it built off of the first episode. Sure. It's not a this episode's better than this one. It's that it's building the world as you go, informing what you've already seen. Gotcha. Uh, and one thing I was kind of blown away by is I never realized uh, or ever knew existed the uh, the Tulsa Massacre of 1921. My God. Yeah. How did I find out about this from a Watchmen movie? Yeah. Bit, uh, a, a little bit of ignored history or a footnote. You know, Matt, you know uh, race riots like the race riot in Tulsa of 1921. Jesus. Like yeah. 300 people killed, hundreds more wounded. Uh, they were using airplanes, for God's sake, to rain death upon these people. Yeah, and they were, you know, it was, it was and it, all covered up. It was an affluent black. It was, uh, it was called Black Wall Street. Yeah, I, I went and started right researching this when I found that it was a real thing, mm-hmm. and the show opens with uh, showing what this event w- could have looked like. I'll try to find it and uh, repost it, maybe post it to the lair because. Uh, one guy on Twitter did a beautiful Twitter thread where he actually talked about various various big-time race massacres uh, like that, which tend to be downplayed as isolated incidents of uh, race rioting. And you begin to find out that you know there are a whole bunch of these periodic things where, the, you know, especially like the KKK would or- organize, uh, they were a lot like Jewish pogroms. And um, he actually, his Twitter thread runs through Reconstruction and post-Civil War and the whole uh, electoral deadlock for Hayes that resulted in the deal to get federal troops out of Reconstruction South, 
which ushered in an era of um, Jim Crow, uh, Jim Crow, and uh, even worse suppression. And it would just really uh, things really got nightmarish after you know ten years of that horrible northern aggression. I'm gonna be so. I, I have a feeling I'm gonna be so impressed when this first season is done. Just when I look back over this as an entity, because it's artfully done, it's beautiful to watch. If it's kind of keeps that same artistic style that the Watchmen movie had, as right, far yeah. as how it's shot. I thought that as well. So even when you're not quite following what's happening yet. It's amazing to watch it unfold. It's also, I'm interested in where, how involved is it with the movie? Because it's like, there are alien squid references. So I'm like, yes. did yeah. they abandon the stupid Dr. <clears throat> Manhattan uh, thing that they did? And they've taken I'm up sure the squid thing? Went, let's do or, or they're layering it on top. It's like, well, now that Manhattan's gone, let's go ahead and layer in the squid thing. You know, I mean, from the conspiratorial level. Yeah, we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. We but don't know. I, th- I think you're right, John. I think it seems to be they're editing to- more toward the book. I hope so because I've always been irritated at people really not getting how the Manhattan thing really is actually a bad idea and and just doesn't work. Yeah, but you know. All right. So I, I had to stop and talk about the Watchmen because yeah, it's been pretty amazing so far. All right. Before we get into news, though, we got some things to cover. First off. Um, I want to address some of the folks on the Geek Shock, uh, the Shock Monkey's Lair, uh, who's requested that Geek Shock be on uh, Spotify, uh, requested to be on uh, uh, Pandora, Pandora, yeah, and so on. Um, I assure you, I am working on it. Uh, one of the things that's keeping that from happening is my fault because of how I structure the show. Uh, I, for all 500 of these episodes, I have included. Uh, snippets of music to open and close the show right. as re- reference to something we joke about in the show or a joke unto itself, but something that references in the show. And yeah, whether Ray can use that or not is kind of dubious. Uh, but to sign on with these companies, uh, we have to own everything that we use musically. So and while I'm doing that, I cannot get onto these uh so, I am currently uh, working on getting a opening and closing theme for the show that will be the same every week. It's going to kind of change that aspect of the show, uh, but it will allow us to expand our audience into places that You're you want to see. You're going to WKRP it where they didn't have the rights to the music, so they put in generic rock music. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I've got some ideas. Don't worry. This, this, this will happen. It's just not going to happen quickly as, uh, well, one nice thing, we don't have to change anything. The back catalog, because these companies only do anything from that episode going forward. So you won't be able to get to our back catalog through, say, Spotify or through uh, uh, Pandora. Only things from the time that we signed the contract to allow our stuff to be on there. It is happening in the near future. It's just going to take a little time as we fix the rights issue. Well, in the meantime, we are on iTunes slash Apple Music, Stitcher, and many other Google uh, Google Pod, Google Play Pod. Music, Google Podcasts. I mean, Pod, 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 Podbean. Podbean. I actually uh, Podbean. That's my favorite. They they seem for obvious reasons. Rimshot. <laughs> they wow. they seem to uh, 
to have heard me complaining about him because actually shit's a lot easier to find on Podbean now and I actually use it for a lot of my podcasting now whereas you know before I hated it mm-hmm. so. yeah they've definitely grown well, I mean anyway I mean, we're on a lot of different podcast aggregators already so it's sure. not hard to find us yeah so it's your fault <laughs> that's sure. what I was, I was saying. But, about the, a theme song okay. but if it makes like, it easier for listeners to get our stuff, I, I think that's a, a small change easily to do. And frankly, to own things going forward is not a bad move. On a personal note, I do not like Pandora's podcast search setup. It's that's difficult. Fine. It's I, difficult to find things in there anyway. That's fine. I don't use it. I'm not going to use it, but people out there do. And well, they, I mean, I, I use Pandora, but I don't use it for podcasts because it's too goddamn hard to find what I'm looking for. That's fine, Jeff. You be it's you. It's not cinema. <laughs> that's and, not what I was saying either. Uh, the Geek Shock Book Club has selected Final Girls by Riley Sager. Uh, this is the description. Ten years ago. College student Quincy Carpenter went on vacation with five friends and came back alone, the only survivor of a horror movie scale massacre. In an instant, she became a member of a club no one wants to belong to, a group of similar survivors known in the press as the Final Girls. Lisa, who lost nine sorority sisters to a college dropout's knife. Sam, who went up against Sackman during her shift at the Nightlight Inn. And now Quincy, who ran bleeding through the woods to escape Pine Cottage and the man she refers only to as him. The three girls are all attempting to... Could you lift his mic for me? Thank you. That buzz is awful. Now, the three girls are all attempting to put their nightmares behind them, and with that, one another. Despite the media's attempts, they never met. Now, Quincy is doing well. Maybe even great, thanks to her Xanax prescription. She has a caring, almost fiancé, Jeff a popular baking blog, a beautiful apartment, and a therapeutic presence in Coop, the police officer who saved her life all those years ago. Her memory won't even allow her to recall the events of that night. The past is in the past. That is until Lisa, the first final girl, is found dead in her bathtubs, wrists wrists slit, and Sam, the second final girl, appears on Quincy's doorstep, blowing through Quincy's life like a whirlwind, Sam seems intent on making Quincy relive the past with increasingly dire consequences, all of which makes Quincy question why Sam is really seeking her out. And when new details about Lisa's death come to light, Quincy's life becomes a race against time as she tries to unravel Sam's truths about her lies, evade the police and hunger reporters, and most crucially, remember what really happened at Pine Cottage before she started 10 years ago is finished. So, Final Girls by Riley Sager. Uh, All right, so it's time for news you don't give a shit about. Oh, my gosh. He's not here. He wasn't here. That's the whole point. point. I I texted Duncan like an hour ago. Okay, give it this much time, and then... But I've always wanted to do that. Well, you've done it. A winner is you. We can't put it back. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Former Game of Thrones showrunners D.B. Weiss and David Beninoff will no longer oversee a new trilogy of Star Wars films for Lucasfilm. You see the comments on that? <laughs> what, what? Like, they didn't get fired. They left. Ugh, whatever. Never, never read the comments. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. The three movies, said to be an extension of the sci-fi universe beyond the drama of the good. Skywalkers. Skywalkers, good. Skywalkers, don't need those guys. 
That's what I'm essentially They like. ruined Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. You're right. Yeah, God, you're right. Uh-huh. Right back at you. You're right as well. This is my new favorite show. Keep going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they rushed the whole last season of Game of Thrones so they could get to the Star Wars, and now they've had Star Wars taken away from them. It looked the way he is. Luke is the best. I, I, I wish Andy was here, one, to witness this this wonderful right? impression that Matt's doing, and two, to film this wonderful impression that Matt's doing. Film? He wouldn't film it. He'd be trying to insert himself into it. <laughs> Actually, you're right. <laughs> uh, their films were slated to start rolling out in 2022 and conclude in 2026. As far as the reason why they are lo- no longer involved, uh, Weiss and Beninoff reportedly cite their responsibilities to Netflix which brought them aboard in early August via a major exclusive deal rumored to be priced at around $200 million. Yeah, they're, uh, they got the briefcases with the handcuffs. <laughs> Days after the uh, deal was announced, it was reported that the pair were allegedly scaling back I their Star Wars plans you. as their streaming commitment took hold. The two reportedly had a rough idea of what the now-abandoned films would have been about. Yeah, it's really rough. The or- it's so rough, they got to take it away from the, the, the films. To were- together, together we can go, yeah. You've been listening to Baby Man. SJW, fucking him. A subsidiary of Gig Shack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the films were going to be about the origins of the Jedi Order. The films that Beninoff and Weiss reportedly pitched to Disney and Lucasfilm were aimed at taking things all the way back to the very beginning, according to Variety. Quote, the Star Wars period the pair was interested in exploring was how the Jedi came to exist. However, Lucasfilm executives and the creators began to see their vision for the films diverge during meetings last summer, Variety reports, citing anonymous sources with reported knowledge of the situation. Quote, Beninoff and Weiss were also feeling the heat and began having second thoughts about jumping into Star Wars due to what one source described as toxic fandom. Reports yeah, the Hollywood Reporter. We did it! Yeah! <laughs> Together we won! We're not toxic. We love Star Wars. That's why we're fans. Yeah, we wait, he said we're toxic? You don't he's attack right? us and we'll attack you anyway, but we say we won't. <laughs> For what a, about that female director? Don't forget about her! Uh, Female Ghostbusters, don't get me started. <laughs> I'm flashing back to the Double Clicks Gatekeeper song right now. Because, <laughs> yeah, all the, the toxic like fandom that. and oh, self, like self-appointed that. gatekeepers. I've, like, I've that got have, nothing to prove. That, yeah, I was going to say. And, and not only that, like people that have absolutely nothing to do with the production of the of the franchise. And they're like, he's like I know Star Wars better than you. you shut up. You cuck. <laughs> That's why right. you give him hell, John. All right. <laughs> wow. The, the, I've never, you know, I played a lot of D and D with Matt, and I've never seen him so invested in a character before. No, I, I, neither have I. It's kind of enlightening and frightening. Yeah. yeah. I bring out the baby men and in frightening. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. For a creative duo that has just emerged from a final Game of Thrones season that divided fans and energized detractors, uh, that kind of risk-reward sure balance <laughs> might have lacked appeal. Quote, 
Who wants to go through that again? Not them, unquote. A source with alleged connection to the pair told The Hollywood Reporter. This was in the life's too short category, unquote. Uh, Last Jedi writer-director Ryan Johnson is still working on his trio of movies, but scheduling issues need to be resolved before production kickoff in earnest. Yeah, um, it, 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 that makes... It's surprising because it makes perfect sense. I still remember looking at a Ryan Johnson thread several months ago where Chris McQuarrie showed up and was talking to Johnson. And within within a few posts, McQuarrie was like, holy mackerel, you know, I was thinking I would like to do a Star Wars movie, but right now I'm thinking I don't. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, the shit started pouring just while they, they were just talking some Star Wars sure. stuff. It was amazing. Yeah, it's gross. It's absolutely gross. Those 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 fucks are just. It's it's amazing, and it's not toxic. Very, fandom. It's not very many of them either. It's just nope. God it Almighty, loud. they're loud. They are very loud. They like to think there's a lot though. Yeah, I mean, it, you you still I still have those conversations with a select few. All right, this next one is a really long news piece, so. Feel free to interject at any time if you want oh, to add your wow. two cents. Oh, oh, we can do that now? You'll All get right. four cents. All right. Let's go. Okay, right. you can start. Oh, Jesus Christ. What happens. We're ready for you. Yeah, go ahead. I- I'm not sure this is a good idea. Oh, it's a good idea. <laughs> All right. I'm a coming. The more you say, the more we can complain about. Uh, yeah. Jeff, get your camera ready just to capture his face. <laughs> <laughs> Why it, my face? It, Why? Because you need to see dude, your face, dude. You're being complimented here. You just sit back You've and take it. You've embodied the character completely. <laughs> <laughs> but now I won't do it. See, you have to catch me when I'm not looking. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Jeff will sit there, and like a true pro, eventually you'll forget oh, he, the command. He won't be like there. anywhere's like in your face yeah. the whole time. <laughs> do the thing. Do the yeah, thing. Yeah, now. Do the thing. Do the thing now. Say the line. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. We'll see you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> HBO Max held a live streaming event. Our streaming service fucked out. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Laying out more of what their programming schedule is going to be like. When it launches in May 2020, they are promising to include over 10,000 hours of content on their streaming service. Their library of existing content will include programming from TBS, TNT, The CW, CNN, True TV, Cartoon Network, Boomerang, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, (laughs) Rooster Teeth, and HBO, which will remain the cornerstone of the series. Sorry, of the service. (laughs) The entire existing library of HBO series will be available. Returning shows such as Westworld will eventually appear there as well, as will completely new HBO programming, which includes an adaptation of Stephen King's The Outsider, Jordan Peele's Lovecraft Country, a new spin on Perry Mason starring Matthew Rees, and the space comedy Avenue 5 from Veep creator Armando Leonucci. 2021, we'll see Joss Whedon's new series, The Nevers. Yes, sir. Did we talk about Lovecraft Country? Yes, Based on the comic, right? Uh, no, it's based on the novel. Novel, okay. That's uh, uh, it was uh, gr- it was green lit in our red light green light section. Okay, it uh, was. I remember. It's a uh, fantastic. I read the novel. Fantastic novel. Uh, it's 
it works on two levels. It's Lovecraftian, but it takes place in 1920s uh, black communities. So where heavy race issues are at the forefront of their lives. And okay. amazing book. And Sounds it's, good. And it is a group of connected short stories that each one informs the next. So it's almost built for HBO. Okay. Right. Of, of that list is probably the one I'm most looking forward to seeing. Uh, in yeah, terms, pique my interest. I was like, oh, it's, it's amazing. And read the book if you can grab it. Those out there who love to read, that's a great one. In terms of Hollywood blockbusters, HBO Max will be the new streaming home for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, as well as the Matrix trilogy. They also promise to feature every recent film from DC, including every Batman and Superman movie from the last 20 years, and Joker will be available to stream at launch. J.J. Abrams appeared at one point, as his production company, Bad Robot, will find a home for its television and films at HBO Max. Abrams revealed that he is in talks with the service for a variety of new shows. As we talked about last week, the entire Studio Ghibli catalog will also appear on the service for the first time it has ever been completely available. And all the classic shows from the Cartoon Network will appear, as well as uh, the three seasons of Rick and Morty. Uh, new episodes of that show will eventually appear on the service after continuing to after its debut on Adult Swim. The real draw of the service, however, will be Max Originals. These shows are being exclusively created for the streaming service. In their launch year, they are promising to have 31 such shows, which will be grow to 50 in 2021. These original shows will be released gradually instead of uh, leaving viewers as they said, binging and burning through them. Oh, so yeah, they'll so be. you can't just subscribe and desubscribe, yeah. unsubscribe. Yeah, two new DC shows I are coming. That. See, very smart up there, <laughs> yeah. the executives. Very smart. Two new DC shows are coming from the Arrowverse mastermind Greg Berlanti. The first is a comic anthology series called Strange Adventures, and the other is a Green Lantern series. Berlanti was present, noting. Quote, both of these original DC properties we'll be creating for HBO Max will be unlike anything seen on television. An anthology series of cautionary tales set in a world where superpowers exist. And in what promises to be our biggest DC show ever made, we will be going to space with a Green Lantern television series. But I can't reveal any more about that just yet. Unquote. Hmm. That'll be very cool. That's super friggin' exciting. <clears throat> yeah. Indeed. Wow. Green Lantern is a space hero. You're a fool if you ignore that. Hmm. He's part of a whole legion of them. I, so. I, I, th I think Kirsten just yelled at the movie. What? No. Yeah. No. I like Ryan Reynolds, you know, since he divorced Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whether it ties into the Arrowverse is unknown at, this, at the present. Uh, also in the mix will be a series called Jellystone, which will bring a bunch of classic Hanna-Barbera characters uh, Looney Tunes will also see new life as a live-action animated hybrid show coming from Robert Zemeckis. They're also developing DC Superhero High from Elizabeth Banks' Brownstone Productions, which centers on a group of teens at a boarding school for the gifted, just regular kids dealing with the highs and lows of high school who don't yet realize their superhero futures. So oh, the uh, Umbrella Academy for Xavier's <laughs> Gifted Youngsters? Sounds yeah. like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ridley Scott's 10-episode drama Raised by Wolves, also something we greenlit, will now feature on HBO Max rather than TNT. 
Produced and directed by Scott and starring Travis Fimmel, the series will revolve around two androids raising human children on another planet. Warner Brothers will also have a large presence on the service, and a vast amount of their films will be available for streaming either at launch or at a later date. Do you want Warner Brothers Plus? Pretty much. Uh, 60 years of classics from MGM and more classic titles from Criterion Collection will be part of the ever-shifting library. And as if this wasn't enough, it was once again confirmed that HBO Max will be the exclusive home of the sci-fi BBC classic Doctor Who. I don't care. Oh, my wife is going to be so sad. (laughs) In the wake of earlier news that the Naomi Watts-fronted Game of Thrones prequel will not be moving forward, HBO saved its biggest bomb for last. House of the Dragon was given a full series order of 10 episodes. This is the official Targaryen-based Game of Thrones spinoff that we've heard of previously, co-created by George R. R. Martin along with Ryan Condal, who did Colony, uh, who is also show-running along with Thrones super director Miguel Sapochnik. Gazente. <laughs> HBO Max will cost $14.99 a month, but current AT&T customers with HBO will receive the service for free. Regular HBO customers and HBO Now subscribers will have a variety of ways to slide right over to this greatly expanded affair using their current credentials. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that's included or if pay plus amount, you you get this as well. It's probably an add-on, yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. (laughs) And you'll also be able to get... Oh, this one. This is going to sell it to you, Matt. Oh, really? We'll see about that. (laughs) You'll also be able to get personalized viewing recommendations from Zac Efron in case case that seals the deal for you. God damn it. Oh, my God. Why? I want my personalized recommendations to come from Gilbert Gottfried. (laughs) Yes. You know what you want to watch, Kirsten? This is great, Jackie Chan. Oh, wait. I'm talking to Andy. <laughs> the MacGuffin is coming. <laughs> oh, you smell something. Guys, it was it was incredible. He was just like, I had to find out. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> he actually stopped because he was tired, went to bed, woke up in the morning, queued it up, and finished it. It was like, what in the flying fuck? He can't say he watched it until he's watched it all. Oh, my God. It's true. I have to defend Andy. I watched 111 movies all the way through. <laughs> Except for that one with the sperm Except, in it. Yes. Yeah, well, That was see, the one half. See, Andy would have... He'd have powered through that. He'd have powered through the sperm. Yeah. Well, it was an anthology, so I, we stopped halfway through. <laughs> it hasn't stopped him before. That's oh, right. HBO Max is set to launch in May of 2020. So there you go. That's what you get for your HBO Max. Fourteen ninety nine a month subscription. That's a... <sighs> What about the other HBO and the HBO Go and the HBO Now? And the I, H- I told you about that. It's it's all separate things that you're going to be able to somehow upgrade to. You're going to slide in with your credentials. Gonna slide right in. You know, Comrade Matthew, you just slide in with your credentials. So did any of this sell HBO Max to any of you? No. Some of it sounds interesting yeah. with the like the original yeah. programming because I was wondering if they were going to... For a streaming service, for a streaming service to? to survive, they Yo really... ho ho and a bottle of goddamn rum, right, Kay? 
Tortuga we go. Oh, oh, oh okay, oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. I was, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you're gonna start City drinking. Dexter John affected Matt's brain. <laughs> <laughs> what I was starting to say was, uh, yes, if for a streaming service to survive, they really have to have original programming that's not available anywhere else. So it makes sense that they would have to do that. So um, who knows? We'll see. They had me I a just, boomerang. I mean, CBS, hey, with, with the hold it right there. Yeah, Jeff, hold it. CBS All Access bought you, didn't they? No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Why would CBS? I All think AT and T as a company yeah. is far too big anyway, but it's never going to get broken up. Well, they're just going to keep buying and buying and that's buying. That's a conversation more we have to have with Major May. Yeah, yeah, okay. like he has any control over that. Oh, he does. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Listen, but, listen to Jeff getting all anti-conspiracy that, now. No, it's just that whole, you know, vertical integration works to a point, but then when you start literally becoming a monopoly because of your vertical integration, it's it makes it difficult. There's 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 no competition, you know, in a, in a in a society like theirs, you need to have good competition. Netflix, in order to, to survive. CBS All Access, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. But that's the problem is like they are so giant that these other streaming services are not going to be able to compete with them. And it's not like a survival of the best or the or the fittest. It's it's literally just we have, we have so much money, we're going to bury you. That's what it comes down to. The great courses online. Yeah. Uh Queeby. <laughs> I you know it's an interesting idea, but I think it's one that's doomed to fail right from the outset. HBO Max, HBO Max, Max. HBO Max, <laughs> Max. I like how he considers Max, Max. you seriously, as opposed to slapping you and going, "No, Queeby, <laughs> you idiot." He just sits there I and he's sometimes like, well, have to decide Max, if I want to smack him or not. <laughs> I don't, uh, maybe I don't, my mom, well, my mom, uh, no, she really, I don't think she would do that at all, so, oh, <laughs> no, she don't give a shit about, keep it coming, Star, yeah, Star- keep it coming, oh, shit, Cargo. Stargate Command, yes, red what? light, what? what, green light, green light, you can get out of my group. Go. <laughs> That's MGM's streaming service. Oh, fuck that. You're right. <laughs> fuck that. No way. No, Matt's actually going to like this story. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Let's get him, guys. <laughs> MGM streaming service entirely centered around the Stargate TV, movies, and special features. I'm listening. Jesus Christ, are you fucking kidding me? We'll shut down at the year's end. Oh, okay. <laughs> It gets better. Stargate Command's original content, like the web series Stargate Origins, will migrate to the Stargate Command YouTube channel. Uh, That's good news for fans unwilling to cough up that extra subscription fee to access the site's paywalled content. On December 31st, the Stargate Command site and app will become defunct. Those that subscribed through 2020 will get a refund. Quote, it's important to us that Stargate content reaches fans everywhere, and we believe YouTube is the right place to help us achieve that goal, unquote, the Stargate Command team said in a statement. Did you have something to add to that at all? No. I mean, I'd already read it. Maybe you dove deeper and had something. Uh, Well, part of, I think, the thinking behind that was, 
when they announced it, was it two years ago or three years ago, I think? I think it was three years ago when they announced uh, Stargate Command. It sounded like a really neat idea, and it was like a lifetime subscription was pretty cheap, like right off the bat. It was something like 10 or $15. Um, and then, then they had like a yearly subscription, which was only like five ninety nine. So how do it they, wasn't. How do how do you refund a lifetime subscription two years into it? I don't. <laughs> that's that's going to be a, a, a decision for the lawyers, sir. Uh, but they had you know the you know, the idea to do these original programs. They started with Star Stargate Origins. Um, they only really did the one so far. But that one then, bombed, didn't it, Catherine? It didn't, or whatever. It didn't, it didn't bomb. It just it wasn't it wasn't very widely seen. But then they started offering a lot of what you would get on Stargate uh, Command on Amazon Prime Video. So if you already had the Amazon Prime subscription, you were able to see all of these things for free, like a year after the thing launched. So a lot of people were like, "Why am I paying for this service?" If I'm also paying for Amazon because I can just go watch all of that on there, and they were canceling the subscription, so I think that had something to do with it. But I do also think it's MGM's been trying to reinvigorate the franchise for a while now because <laughs> it's been almost, what, almost ten years now since uh, Disney and Disney since Universe will just went off destroy the Destroy it and ruin it for all the fans. <laughs> So no, I'm yeah, not, I'm not sure I like this new. <laughs> I'm sorry. This bit. Uh, but Special yeah. director Amanda Tappy. She was sexy and all, and as you want, but if she directs, can't have that. It's Maybe like, they'll hire Kathleen Kennedy since she's been fired from Star Wars. What about the D, D B and D guy? Yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah, double D. Double D. Yeah, double D. Double D. I'm not doing anything right now. I think Andy might understand what he's saying. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> yeah, they've they've been trying to do something new with it for a while now, and um, they had a great show called Target Universe. Yes, they and did. They could have. Oh, what the fuck's his name? Um, Jonathan Frakes. No, the Scottish guy. Uh, oh, uh, that, Seamus O'Brien that played uh, Doctor um, um, <laughs> O'Malley. Damn, damn it! Now uh, I'm forgetting. Guy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Wilfred Brimley. He was in uh, Once Upon a Time. Wilfred Brimley. Is that him? No. No. <laughs> Eat your damn oatmeal. <laughs> You're thinking of Robert Carlyle. There we go. Doc, play Dr. Rush. Yes. Excellent character. Um, they could have just ran with that. That was an amazing uh, You show. know, it, it, that show was doomed for a, a couple of reasons. Uh, MGM was going through financial troubles. Stargate was on uh, Sci-Fi Channel at the time. Sci-fi wasn't sure that the ratings were going to continue, so it just it was that perfect storm of complications that caused that series to end. I I think it could have continued probably another couple of years easily if if it weren't for all of that stuff. So plus, Train Spotting Two just destroyed Carlisle's schedule, and sure. he, he couldn't he wasn't available. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean. They ended Atlantis early. They ended Universe early. You know, the only one that they ever got any traction out of was SG One, and so you know. <laughs> but Trace, and what's her name? Ming, whatever. Ming Na Wen. Oh, she's, she's in on Agents of the Shield, yeah. and know, she's she gonna was... be an assassin in Mandalorian. Oh! <laughs> we actually interviewed her for wow. Stargate Universe. Wow. Ming Na. I should Were say Todd. There? Todd interviewed her. Oh, 
She, Jeff, Jeff helped me write the questions. I, I did. I what to ask him. <laughs> you were, you were lost down, in your like, eyes. You're... He, he sat down and he's like, I don't know what to ask. And I'm like, here. I, I wrote out like 10 or 15 questions. Deb actually helped me write out some questions too. And then we just gave it to him. And he rolled with it. And he did a fantastic job. Thank you, Jeff. You're and welcome. And then Thank she you. kicked the shit out of him. It was the best day of my is. life. Oh, probably. <laughs> Back, yeah. She did one of those flying kicks where he jumps up and grabs him by the neck and then oh. flips around the back oh. and then flips him over the back. In fact, oh. she got really excited about one of the questions we asked about. Um, I still can't touch my toes. <laughs> <laughs> when she she had to pay the, play the character who was a paraplegic in the... Uh, in in that in one of the episodes, one of the episodes. And, and, you yeah. know, she got excited to talk about that. She was She's great. Like, yeah, I did a lot you, of you know, pl- research on that, and just like playing a plegic is hard enough. Paraplegic. But a paraplegics, twice as hard. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Jeff. You know, I, I, I wish I had something to throw at you, boy, but I don't. Boy. You know, I have you, nothing to throw but my ire. <laughs> you saying that I joke, love, that joke that just too. rolled on by? Because Jeff is right there to, I'm going to correct Kirsten, and I'm going to correct him and make him right and get him the right thing. And call him George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm paraplegic. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Jeff's anyway is one of my favorite moments of the yeah, show. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, back where I was talking about. News you don't give a shit about. If you grew up in the 1990s or early 2000s, odds are you played Minesweeper. Nope. On a desktop computer. Nope. Never could get the handle of that Well, Matt never grew up. Minesweeping streaming service. (laughs) Minesweeping. Minesweeping. Uh-oh. You know, I like that. Uh-oh, did, John, did John just name the episode? Endless Don't lines. anybody tell Andy, because he's no, no. just going to be popping he, he out the one-liners. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Mine pillows <laughs> something. <laughs> and you'll look at Aunt Torgo and be like, huh? Sweep streaming. Uh, mind bananas. You see, man, it's a mind the sweeper. <laughs> Oh. Wait, what? What the hell? Was that? He said that was a mind sweeper. <laughs> That's a said, Swedish I, banana. I thought he said mime sweeper. Yeah, that was all in. Really? <laughs> I'm French banana. <laughs> I shall explain all of them to would, you in a Romanian Andy, accent for some reason. <laughs> wouldn't Andy be mine pillowing? Yes. Just yeah, okay. Pillow sweeper. I like mine better. <laughs> the game. No, no shit. <laughs> Contest now is it? The game. It's always a contest, Matt. Oh, the game. The game. The game. <laughs> the so game, yeah. which came standard on every Windows PC back in the day, is currently being developed into a competitive game show. What? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read this before you typed out, did you? Oh, I sure did. Why is this okay. not a news we don't give a shit about? It is a news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> We're still there, man. We're still there. <laughs> yes. You see, you Jeff. see, Jeff. We uh, haven't quite. <laughs> they're totally gonna ruin Minesweeper now. Oh my God, Minesweeper's gonna suck. They're probably gonna like have this SJW Minesweeper sweeping up all the white mines. Call, call your dad or something. You know, call, call someone out of the game to wreck the whole thing. And it's just like all the straight white males will get swept up in their mind sweeping nets and then, you know, wait, swept. Wait, wait, just wait, wait. The host, if she's a female, oh, oh no. Yes, she'll be female and Puerto Rican. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
First introduced in 1990, Minesweeper tasks a player with clearing a tiled board without exploding its hidden mines. The game show will transform the single-player single puzzle experience into one requiring teamwork, strategy, and, quote, athleticism on a massive scale. What? What? <laughs> reads what? The, reads are the, the release. Are the squares going to be people that you have to... <laughs> Are you sure you're not reading the thing for Double Dare's return to Nickelodeon? <laughs> Minesweeper, teamwork, strategy, and athleticism on a massive scale. That's quote. Wow. Uh, I gotta stop you there. Guess who just came in the house? Kit. Uh, the search for a host is now underway. So this is your chance, Matt. Are there gonna be actual <laughs> actual bombs? If it's oh, on the massive scale. We go. <laughs> you gotta hey, you gotta hey, run you, fast. You gotta, you gotta hit that square. Real bombs. <laughs> I might watch. I might watch that. Yeah, like a Running Man type. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's that's enough of that. So let's do some news you don't give a shit about. In 2015, Sony launched PlayStation View, a TV service that offered subscribers the ability to stream up to 80 channels live on their PlayStation consoles and other supported devices. Now the company has announced that in a matter of months, the service will be shuttered. Sony Interactive Inter Entertainment revealed in a blog post that PlayStation View will be shut down as of January 30th, 2020. Quote, Unfortunately, the highly competitive pay TV industry with expensive content and network deals has been slower to change than we expected, the post read. Because How of this, we have decided... Ending has ended the game. How many uh, laws did you break on the way over here? Uh, only a couple. Speeding. I drove the speed limit. I even pulled over when Red the ambulance lights. came by. Solicitation. Red lights. Green light. <laughs> Red lights. <laughs> Continuing the quote, because of this, we have decided to remain focused on our core gaming business, unquote. PlayStation View was one of the several streaming TV services to launch in recent years, including YouTube TV and Hulu Live TV. Who? Uh, offering a cord-cutting alternative to Blue. cable packages. According to The Hollywood Reporter, View had 800,000 subscribers as of last May, but the service was operating in a field that's been shifting more and more toward direct consumer streaming service like upcoming Disney+, Plus, Peacock, oh, I forgot about Peacock, yeah, uh, HBO Max, one. and uh, Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, the Comcast, NBC, Peacock. Oh, that's enough of that shovel. Let's mm. do some Weekend Geek! <laughs> Yay! That shovel! It's funny. Got back just in time. Are you kidding me? All the terrible Peacock? stuff. Peacock. Yeah, peacock. that's yeah. what they're calling it. I think that isn't even though isn't the peacock like showing up as a character in some show too. Uh, the, it's been showing up in commercials so far <coughs> for NBC, but I think yeah, it's going to wind it up. Does. Lots of talking yeah, about NBC. Them, like the peacock's a real person that wanders around. Yeah, well, I think there's actually a series of the peacock. Okay. <laughs> I, so. I don't I'm going to let you research that later on. Not now. Okay. Later. Uh, Report back to us. All right. All right. All right. Miles Morales will be coming back for another web-slinging adventure in the spring of 2022. Yay. But so they're making him actually a little more politically correct. They're going to call oh, him Kilometer Morales. <laughs> you shut your damn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're going to do. You just know that's how they're going to make Spider-Man. The Canadians. You can't wrong with that Andy, this has been going on for the last half hour. Wow. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> it's our new comedy troupe, The Baby Man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Now, Sorry, I missed it. Now, do I don't you, feel the need to come along with it. Do yourself a favor, though. Mm -hmm. The next time that Matt does his voice, watch his face when he okay. does it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. No pressure. No pressure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the confirmation of the follow-up to Last Fall's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came with a short video of a glitching version of Miles' Spidey logo made of graffiti. The currently untitled Spider-Verse sequel debuts on April 8th, 2022. Aside from Into the Spider-Verse 2, there's also some live-action shows, an all-female spin-off with Gwen Stacy no! and Penny Parker in development. <laughs> Why is he having all-females with Gwen Stacy? And a standalone feature centered on the character known as Madam Web. Sony states they have the next oh 10 years of Spider-Man oh material ready to go. Right Adopting a unique comic book aesthetic, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was universally acclaimed by critics, racked up more than $370 million at the global box office, and went on to take home the Oscar for Best Animated Feature what at the movie. 91st Academy Awards last week. You know what? If they're going to give Oscars to animated features, give it to all the Spider-Verse. Hmm. That was just... I just can't get over how... Goddamn terrific show. No. So damn good. It's on Netflix. So damn good. For now. Oh, no, wait. Sony owns that. It'll yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah, you got it for a while. Yeah. Till the uh, Sony streaming service. Sony Plus. Yeah. Sony, Sony View Plus. <laughs> Sony Baloney. I like that. Yeah, Sony Baloney. I like that. Doesn't Sony already have a streaming service? Oh, probably, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like a standalone. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's not, I think it's, that's not I think it's a free one. View. This is why you need okay. to make the, the psychotic crazed killers uh, conspiracy wall with the, with the threads and the Rich. yarn and the pictures and the lines going. To there them. should be that's going to be Matt. Them. Matt's going to be like stuck in in his you know his little den one day. And Paulette's going to come in and it's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, Paulette's "I'm trying go. to figure and out the conspiracy of all the streaming services. And and who's behind it no, all?" And then someone from Sony calls me and say, "Oh, thanks," and they they apologize for making the, and I cross them off the list. No, no, no. No, like he's like, oh. "I got to find out who's behind them all." Matt will actually go get out no girls allowed in the, in the conspiracy room <laughs> you're right yeah <laughs> and, and my point is paul it's not gonna want to put things on the wall <laughs> now you're probably she's right she's gonna march that. in listen grab listen. the grab no, 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 the push no. pins and she'll be like you're not getting these back until and then she won't even finish the no, sentence see i'll, I'll already uh -oh. thought ahead command strips <laughs> say command strips? Yes, command strips. What the hell is a command strip? They don't mark the wall. That's uh, that's when you put the pish pins on the wall, but you do it naked. Oh. Okay. Oh, commando strips. Yes. Okay. The 3M command. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 3Ms. <laughs> For three millimeters, that's all he's got. <laughs> like kilometer morales. <laughs> Did you tell him what day it is yet, by the way? No, I have okay. not. <laughs> He's saving it's it tomorrow for, for the last. Uh, okay. There's going to be a new Dungeons the National Streaming Day. <laughs> <laughs> National Streaming Day, right? It's is that what? It is. Okay. All right. There's going to be a Go new ahead, Dungeons and Dragons video game. Cool. And Wizards of the Coast is so confident in it that the the company behind the tabletop RPG has purchased the game studio. Wizards of the Coast has acquired Montreal's Tuke. <laughs> T-U-Q-E? Yes, Tuke. Tuke Games yeah. for the purposes of D&D &D video game development. Is that the hat? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Tuke has already... 
It's a hat. A toque is a hat. Yes, it is. Really? Right. Really? Yes. All that's going on and it's a hat derailed you? <laughs> no, I just have that Gandalf yelling in my head. <laughs> fool of Why, a you fools. <laughs> fool of a toque. Why don't you try it out yourself, you toque? Took has already posted on their company website that, that they're going to have second breakfast. That they'll be working on an upcoming game, quote, steepled in classic D&D lore. Steepled? Unquote. I checked it. That's the quote. Steepled. <laughs> okay. Shouldn't Not it just steeped? be steeped? I, I was going to turn it back to steeped, but I'm like, nope. nope. That's the quote. That's where you that's, need that's to put the, the uh, S-I-C. The, no, that's the French Canadian in there. The steeped. <laughs> <laughs> Steepled well, in, you uh, see, man, steepled in steepled uh, D&D. I'm guessing bad uh, editing in the original story. I figured it was a Canadian thing. Yeah. Uh, do not. Do not. Do not. Do not mix regular Canadians with those French motherfuckers. <laughs> all right? Suit <laughs> lords. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're their own bunch of people. <laughs> what was the quote you said one time? It was like, even Canadians hate French Canadians? That's Something correct. like that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think, and, and even French Canadians hate Quebecers. Boy, did I make that fucking mistake once. There's a friend of mine in college. Uh, his girlfriend was uh, part Canadian, part American. Met her mother one time, ironically, at a 4th of July celebration at Fort whatever the hell it is right up there by Chicago. And uh, it was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you know, just uh, Canada. And I'm like... Oh, and you know, a French Canadian, and like, oh, Quebecois, and she just went full French, and just like, no, <laughs> and and her no. her daughter was just like French Canadian, not 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 Quebec, and it was just like, <laughs> Jesus, even the French Canadians don't like the Quebecois. <laughs> wow. This upcoming game is aiming to be in the action RPG. Uh, subset built in Unreal Four. So Baldur's Gate. Uh, which I was gonna say, isn't Baldur's Gate a D and D? No, that's not action RPG. Yes, it is. That's isometric, uh, re- uh, real time RPG. Yeah, get that shit straight. Oh, I don't know the difference, but Quite carry on. Uh, which seems to imply that uh, Took will be forging a new path for the franchise in the future. Changing hats. The acquisition of the studio <laughs> means a lot of potential for their franchises, Magic, The Gathering, and more, as oh, yeah. well as D&D. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they uh, if, if it does succeed and they start cranking out magic shit? Oh, they will. Uh, you can Ooh. bet. Even if this doesn't succeed, you can bet that's they following. They have a Magic, The Gathering card game. Yeah, but that's game. licensed. This would be built in-house. Oh, okay. And there's also Ooh. a lot of push to do D&D-esque. So, like, you know, D&D stuff set in the magic world. Not just, like, uh, a variant of the game, of the card game. So, it, it'd be interesting. Yeah. If, it, if it's done well, oh, you have to do it well for it to be interesting. Yeah, it sure does. I don't We're have s- any women chairmen. I We're apologize so for having broken the show. <laughs> We're still gonna get sued by Robot Chicken. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because they own the copyright they, they, on that horrible they voice. They have the, the, the <laughs> IP owned by Robot Chicken. That's right. Yeah, no one else ever uses it. Owns it. Peyton Reed, the director of both Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, will return to direct a third Ant Man film. The director has Good. officially signed on, and this is the first confirmation we've gotten, that there will be another Ant-Man film. Nice. Paul, R- Paul Rudd is expected to return in the role of Scott Lang, and though nothing has been mentioned yet about Evangeline Lilly returning as Hope, 
uh, no release date has been set. Uh, resources do report to Hollywood Reporter that the current plan for the film is to shoot at the end of 2020, which might indicate a 2022 release. The same sources say that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder will shoot first, just like Han. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Walt Disney Studios co-creator... It was my fault. My fault that happened. We all know you had Guido shot first. Guido! Wait a minute. What, the, what are you saying? Who knew oh, Han no, was a pretty good one? I've been discovered. discovered. You're not a real fan. I'm a troll. You're just... Ah. I can argue that some of our shows are unlistenable, but... <laughs> <laughs> you thought the first ten episodes were bad. <laughs> Don't ruin my debut. <laughs> Blaming Duncan for ruining the show. And an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. Why Why were you not here to kibosh this, Andy? Because I had to go pick up the boy. <laughs> Andy would have kiboshed this? He would have tried to pillow it, and then it yeah. would have made it he worse. He would have played right in. He'd have he would have tried to insert himself. Well, that too. I don't think I can do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one that can understand that voice. <laughs> I, I, I can hear I can't speak it. Ah. <laughs> Okay. It's like understanding Spanish, but I'll be able to speak. <laughs> I can read it, but I can't speak it. In Just like inter- Wookiee, huh? In yeah. an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Walt Disney Studios co-chair Anne LaHorn said that Kevin Feige, quote, will be making three to four movies a year. Feige. And that's not including the shows being produced for Disney+. Plus. So moving forward, expect three to four Marvel movies a year. This guy is going to be the busiest working man in Hollywood here. And he's taking over the comics division, too. He's taking over everything. TV division too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, and he's yeah. making a Star Wars. You know what? The I'm not. I see a lot of uh, parallels to Senator Palpatine here. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> right? I am the Senate. Ultimate power. <laughs> Patton yeah. Brian Michael Bendis on the head. We're Bob. going to watch your career, especially <laughs> Bob Iger's going to start <laughs> bowing to him soon. But I don't. All what's, hail what's the Feige. The, what's Bobby the difference? Here. What's the difference? I mean, ignoring all the, the jokes about man babies and stuff. What's the difference that they're confident and people can look at multiple Marvel movies a year, but Star War, one Star Wars every year is like scaring Disney? Yeah. And they're both Disney, too. That's the other thing that gets me. Well, if the Marvel movies were all about the Skywalkers, maybe that would be all right. People would find them dull. That's just oh, it. you mean like if there was the, the, the Skywalkers movies were building towards some kind of endgame? No, they're all about the same friggin' family. <laughs> I like that. I like what you said there. Yeah. All the different the Marvel movies do all work together, but there's also a whole bunch of separate stories that You are... know, like Solo? They're oh. solo stories? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Talk so low, we can't hear you. <laughs> I'm not. No, I mean, I, I, they, yeah. they haven't done enough of that. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I, I, maybe. I don't know. Maybe think, they need more trilogies. <laughs> you know, I, it, it, it's just. Or more individual movies about different things. Like, yeah. the, Man- like the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think you know? Mandalorian's going to really push them in I think Star Wars TV cause... may actually be the yeah. Belantiverse of Star Wars. That, right. It, 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 may, it might be that TV really right. knocks it out of or like marvel netflix because it's just it's just weird to me i i remember being so excited and i was waiting for a star wars movie every fucking year well my favorite marvel stuff is uh well some of it but obviously the lesser known characters that they put into the netflix shows yeah made it much easier to jump into those 
and have quality because they could get away with more stuff because they were lower tiered characters than the major movies. So I think that's what's going to happen with like the Mandalorian. They're going to have characters that aren't Skywalker related, uh, you know, and uh, show a different part of the no universe. No Jedi. Hopefully, I mean, you know, it, it's yeah. not. I don't even hate Jedi. It's just like I think Star Wars is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it's true. I think it's rich enough. That you can actually do a whole no Jedi whatsoever, whatever, and you can have something totally. Yeah, that's amazing. why that's why we liked Rogue One so much because yeah. you had you had characters that were in that universe but separate from mm-hmm. the main storyline. Yeah. Well, pr- on the periphery of the main storyline, right. they made the main storyline happen. And I think one of the one of the things that that I'm seeing in Mandalorian, uh, and granted, like I just said earlier in the the podcast, I. Uh, I'm, I'm avoiding most of the previews, but the first one I saw in Little Incidentals, it seems like they're embracing a lot of their genre sources. Mandalorian really does have, uh, it, it's already looking like, uh, like a, a Western feel, Western frontier town feel to it. I, don't, I, I have no clue if that's actually where it's going to go, but I don't know. I don't know. I was just, it's just, it, it's frustrating to me because I'm totally excited for unending unending waterfall of star wars and it's not quite there yet right but but you're getting this torrent of marvel films yeah and i'm loving the marvel films i'm you know that's why actually i'm frustrated because it's like we're doing it here come on over here so i don't know i don't know i I was just a bit gun shy after solo of course. yeah it's just which again wasn't a bad film did they get gun shy after thor uh dark world I mean, you know, it's just like, Ergaburgaburg. It's uh, well, that was just that was one point along that long path, so as opposed to Solo. Yeah. Well, I, I I agree. I he's think Andy, Solo was. He's too. arguing like Andy here. I know, but I just I'm not meant, arguing. I just meant as <laughs> as much as I There's dislike the Dark World, it was a necessary part of the overall like, well story okay. arc. Okay, there is that. There is that. Um, Solo, I enjoyed the film. I think it's, I mean, we've discussed it on the show before. I think it suffered from, one, the month in which it was launched. Yes. It was launched far too early in the year. Mm -hmm. And it was coming right off the heels of uh, Last Jedi. I wanted the Lord Miller version, because I love the Lego movie. I really wanted to see what they were going to do with it. I know, that's kind of disappointing there. And yeah, also the launch date. Make Christmas time Star Wars time. Yeah, get over the fucking summer. You don't you don't need the summer anymore to have a blockbuster. The other Star Wars movies approve that. And 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 Star Wars being a Christmas movie phenomenon would actually, to me, just be friggin' awesome. I I agree. So, just be so what you're saying, every year. So what you're saying, Cray, is you want one one a year? I do. I want one Star Wars movie a year. Just make one good one. Not two to three. Nah. Well, do you think... If they it, can do it. Do you think it should be more like you have... Yeah. Smartass. Like the epics, like every two or three years, and yeah. then in the in between, right. you have the one-off stories? When they I were, think that would be brilliant. When it, when it was looking like yeah, they were going to do, do the trilogy, mm-hmm. and then in between yeah. are the standalones, it was like, oh, that's so smart. I, I thought so, too. I thought that's what they what were the going to do. What the fuck happened? It was just. It was, uh, I know what happened. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. We got, we got on YouTube we got and we got on the internet. Andy's and utterly did, and Twitter. You're right. That was worth watching. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh yeah, I, I, I. Well, I mean, look, it, we're, we're going to have the TV stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, I Mandalorian is already. I haven't dude, seen that much IG-88 of it. eighty eight scene. I was like, oh, I know. I saw that, and I'm like, I got to stop watching previews because yeah. this thing is going to blow my hair back when I watch it on TV. And the Obi Wan. Once Andy gets yeah, his yeah. free, uh, free uh, Disney access. I think it's, it's going to also benefit from a longer format for some of these, just to establish. Uh, different sectors of the universe that are either parallel with what has happened already or going back like with the Obi-Wan playing around with the undoubtedly well, yeah, now, now that, that one. I forgot about the Kenobi yeah now that Hollywood is is really embraced the long arc writing television yeah. uh, it's just it you know, these all these pro and they're willing to put in the money I mean there was pre Game <laughs> of Thrones uh, the most of these wouldn't be happening because uh, they wouldn't want to put that money in, because that's a lot of money. I mean, Lord of the Rings, it's like a hundred million or something. No, it's uh, I think it's a uh, about a hundred. Yeah, for the whole season, it 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 uh, the number was inflated because people were talking like a billion for the season. It's like no, it's not that bad. So, but isn't it, the yeah. Crown like the one that has the? It's a uh, ten million dollars per episode, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I still think, uh, on a side note, it's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, it was brought up on one of the talk shows, but that Ewan, Ewan McGregor has been lying to the public for years because he's been, you know, back and forth negotiating with Disney on this series. But he's publicly been saying, "No, I don't know what's going to happen. I, yeah. You know, that's beyond my pay grade." Blah good, blah blah. Good. He can lie to me anytime yeah. about that. <laughs> as long as it's to get a, a quality product out, I'm all for it. But yeah, that is hilarious that he's had to do that. For You're all saying these like years. companies were um, scared of putting that money into it, but really they weren't because back in the day, early '90s, Friends was like what a million every single episode. Yeah, something ridiculous. Well, the, the cast was cast, yeah. and all that too. The but cast was making a million per the, episode. It, it, it was it was that expensive because of the cast, and that was after it took off. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a, it did not start that expensive once uh, once Friends became a phenomenon. All the merchandising money yes. and everything was coming in. Then when it came time to renegotiate, they negotiated up, oh. and they also, to their credit, stuck together and and actually. Uh, compelled them to you know help everybody yep. out. Friends is a great example because right before they signed that mega contract, the full cast, and just like Kay said, they stuck together <laughs> and said, "This is our demand. You've got to meet it, or we're all walking." Uh, the company had made billions from the merchandising up to that point: coffee mugs, T-shirts. I mean, you name it. They were they that was i remember when that show was on i mean there was friends merchandise everywhere yeah it was i mean it was even I in was, like regular department stores you're like walking through and they're like <clears throat> they have friends, friends handbags here in walmart now yeah. why why is friends coming back this year because the 25th anniversary, anniversary yeah. or something uh, that i went to a like live stuff in vegas and shit like that i went to a disney store opening where they had courtney cox come out and she got paid $10,000 to be there for maybe 3 minutes to cut the ribbon and wave to us and then just disappear. She's like, yep. yeah, and as she it. was leaving, everyone was singing, Courtney Cox, you're so hot. Courtney Cox. <laughs> wow. What? Nobody, guys, no, nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> wow. What was that? Sorry. Nobody? Nope. nope. That's a that's a that's a South Park reference. Oh. They did a they did a round robin uh song thing. Uh I forget the song that they were singing. But 
they were it was sort of like a row row your boat where someone starts the line and then someone jumps. It's it's a it's one of their Christmas things from. Oh, uh, is this because HBO Max is going to have exclusive access to South Park going forward? Probably. Yeah, that's why you brought yeah, that. Yeah, but up. it's a Christmas song, and they're. Um, uh, uh, hey, hey, I hey. forget. I forget which one. Carol of the yeah, Bells. Yeah, that's I the know. one you would do in Round Robin. Oh. Good, yes, good that's story. it. Dun, 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 cool dun, story, and bro. And then they all start singing it, and then when it peters out, there one of the boys' fathers is standing in the background, going, "Courtney Cox, you're so hot." I and and like his wife walks in on him and stuff. Well, I don't know why they didn't get it, but I was there and that didn't happen, so <laughs> that's why I didn't get it. Oh, what happened then? She just walked away. Courtney Cox? Yes, after she cut the ribbon. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, the real story. <laughs> In Vegas, we just call that a club appearance. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, they, they arrive like two hours late. They're there for five minutes, and then they're gone. And, and then Little Don shows up. Yeah. So they get paid like a million bucks. When they did Next Generation, $1 million an episode, yeah. and everybody talked about that. Well, that and was that just was, production cost. That was from the get-go. That was from the get-go, but yeah, the the real expensive like friends that doesn't happen till later. Yeah. Unionize so. people, and it, it it yeah really <laughs> unite. Um, but um, yeah, it's now that they're willing to go in on that. Seinfeld's crew is getting that in there at the end too, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's another. They were one also that was, making. Yeah, that's another one. NBC and uh, was it Warner's Television that was producing it at the time? I think maybe they were making big bank off of the merchandising. And Steve Bannon. That show is still hilarious to this day. The Steve Bannon show? No, Seinfeld. (laughs) Seinfeld. (laughs) Steve Bannon show is a tragic comedy. um, HBO now has the rights to uh, South Park? Yes. So they're the only ones that would touch them, huh? For the whole uh, China thing? Okay. Netflix didn't want to touch them. Apple didn't want to touch them. Nobody wanted. They were like, get out of here. I'm just trying to figure that out because they don't care. Yeah. Because wasn't CBS and Paramount the distributor for South Park for a long time? And then no, but the, the deal ran out or something. They need to find a new uh, something for it. Well, I mean, I know that the actual ownership still lies with South Park Studios. Sure, and they bought it directly from them. Oh, okay. So they they spent a lot of money to get it exclusive. I see. Huh. Uh, why do you think Courtney Cox is hot? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Scorsese K. Fact check Dandy. SJW Matt. John Bean Hastings. Good to have you, John. Thank you. I'll talk to you next week in Geek. You survived. I yes. did. Thanks for showing up, John. It was a pleasure yeah, having just, you. I'm great. sorry it's that all future episodes you. will be this and nothing but this. <laughs> you're right. It's just great. Torgo shuts it down. Did yeah. you start this or just encourage it? I started it. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> It was actually Andy. This is why we don't have guests watching, on the show, Andy. Watching Matt and John actually sit there and improv those two characters—that yeah. is some pretty awesome stuff. It really was. It's going to blow your ears back when you listen to yeah. it later. Like and literally, because I'm, it goes off the chart. I'm finally <laughs> caught up. I'm finally caught up. And yeah, of course, I've been in the Magic Castle. I talked about it on the show. Did you? Yes. I don't know. It's been 500 episodes. Yeah. You've been and to the uh, You've been to the McCabe House. What the fuck? I haven't been to McCabe House. I'm not going <laughs> to watch McCabe those videos Manor. either. McManey. 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 McNugget. McMommy. McMahon Manor. McNugget Manor. Well, John, okay. I was going to thank you for designing the new logo for us, but now that you created this. This, this monstrosity. horrible monstrosity. <laughs> balance. We can just call it a wash. Uh, there's yeah, always balance in the force. 
You gotta have four specific balances, and you have the dark side and the light side, so you get the logo and you get the baby men. Perfectly balanced. Perfectly balanced. I can't snap my finger too fat. My fingers are too fat. <laughs> I can't snap like Thanos. But you can type on a keyboard. How do you do that? Uh, have you heard this program called Dragon? You speak into a mic and it types Oh, yeah, that's clear. right. Dragon understands me perfectly, unlike the Torgo app, which is pretty, pretty fucking stupid. Torgo can't figure you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> the Torgo app mispronounce, mispronounces oh. everything. Hey, look, look at that. Look, he's trying to press the stop button. I know, he's just sitting there. Look at him. He's just waiting. Hey, he's just waiting. Oh, good God. Press the button. Press W before they get on Twitter. He's just waiting. You're right. He's waiting. I have fucked this show up. No whining. No whining. Mom says no more whining. For heaven's sake, give mama a break. We shouldn't whine. No whining. No whining. 